What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York Podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
And good evening to everyone in the USA, including Canada, all over the world, plus Long Island and the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka The Greganator, aka YouTuber, aka Rookie Podcaster of Queens, New York. And you're tuning into the 67th episode of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. That's right. We reached the 67th milestone right here. How do you, you like that? How do you like that? Now, I know I am been um, postponing this particular episode because i've been going through a rough three days so i need to actually you know get my mind right and stuff which i'm not going to get into too much about this because this is not what this episode is about today so um if you are new to the channel in the youtube universe and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever don't worry i got you all you need to do it's go subscribe to the YouTube channel G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to enable alerts alongside with the notification bell and more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes that was recorded that will be uploaded to the YouTube channel page automatically. And be sure to leave a like and a comment along with the topics in the episodes. Um, share the video, tell a friend to tell a friend, and I will go over the stream platforms on the go after this show. All right. Um, listen, um, before we even get to chatting on the jazz, I want to do a little quick sidebar here. If you don't mind me opening up to you guys, look. Of course, many of you may or may not know something about me and what I had to go through when I was in um when I was in school over the years. The time I was in college, I had a learning disability where I couldn't really remember every single information off the bat. That's when I actually had the nervous breakdown, and I didn't and 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 the amount of stress and the amount of pressure of trying to, you know, trying to remember every single word and every single thing to pronounce and stuff like that can really, really overwhelm a person. And, and that's the reason why I started this podcast because number one, I feel that it's therapeutic to me. It's like therapy compared to writing in your journal of what's going on that's going on in your life and i feel like for me to record podcast episodes i'm actually glad i did this during the during the slamdemic because of the fact that i believe that you know laughter is the best medicine and i feel like sometimes you know people people go through things yeah i, I can understand that and of course, there's times where you're not going to be able to make everybody happy. And I've been 
realizing this for the past couple of years. Like you, you're not gonna please everybody, all right? So the only person you have to please is yourself. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? And I will say something, but I will save that for the end of the show. So without further ado, we are going to go to the segment called Chatting All the Jazz. Let's get started into some topics and stuff. First and foremost, let's get started to the serious, serious, awful news that happened recently. Um, so many of you may or may not know what happened with the actor who was in the TV show The Wire and Lovecraft Country. Um, we lost an actor named Michael K. Um, Williams. He passed away in his broken home. And I do have some information about this. So, um, actually, I had to look up some information anyway. So, I'm just going to go over um, what's going on right here. So, here we go. Okay. So, Michael K. Williams died of a fatal drug overdose, according to the chief medical examiner in New York City. The medical examiner has determined the wire actor's official cause of death is acute intoxication by the combined effects of fentanyl, um, heroin, and cocaine. His, ma- his manner of death has been ruled accidental. As we told you, this was suspected by the authorities since Williams was found dead in his broken apartment on Labor Day as drug paraphernalia and narcotics were discovered at the scene. We brought the story. The apparent drug overdose was triggered in NYPD criminal investigation to locate the source of the drugs that led to the actor's death. Michael's death is the the latest in the tragic string of accidental fentanyl OD cases. The same weekend he died, four comedians in LA overdosed on fentanyl-laced cocaine, killing three of them, including um, Fuquan Johnson. The powerful opioid has also claimed the lives of Shock G, Flash actor Logan Williams, Little Pete, Mac Miller and Prince, too, sadly, named just a few. Williams, a prolific actor known for portraying Omar on The Wire, along with starring roles on Boardwalk Empire and Lovecraft Country, was just 54. Um, so, um, let me go to a flashback here um but first let me do this i remember watching the wire and lovecraft country and and for the simple fact that he's an incredible actor he's done 
um he's done um extracurricular activities outside of acting of course the whole social justice thing of course you know speaking out doing interviews um his personality is of course charismatic um everybody um who worked with him basically basically was so honored to meet the guy for the first time and and of course um i'm not sure what's going to go down with the second season of lovecraft country now that he's no longer here but at the same time if you guys um don't know who michael k williams is i suggest you go watch boardwalk empire go watch the wire and Lovecraft Country, SIP to Michael K. Williams. All right. Um, now that I got that out the way, we got some serious shit to talk about. Okay. We got a shooting in Bron- in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Five men shot outside the new york city grocery store out of all places really why in the hell would somebody actually do some atlantis shit like that let's read this five men were wounded during a shooting outside a grocery store in brooklyn on tuesday night police said the victims all in their 20s were playing a dice game near the intersection belmont avenue and stone avenue in brownsville when at least one suspect in a white suv pulled up and opened fire at about 10 20 p.m police and sources said one of the men was struck in the head and another suffered a graze wound police and sources said it wasn't immediately clear where the other three men were hit all five were taken to area hospitals and are expected to survive authorities said the suv fled after the shooting and was still being sought early wednesday okay let me just say this man let me just say this right here um um look we all know that gun violence has been a major major fucking issue it's like what is mayor de blasio doing about this he's not doing shit you know what i mean first you have the shootings that happened in corona queens a while back and then and then previous incidents in regards to um Times Square and other places like certain parts of Queens, certain parts of Brooklyn. It's it's crazy, man. Like and then the Bronx. It's like all I know is somebody needs to do something and get their shit together and get rid of these guns off the fucking streets. Okay, this is gone long enough. I blame the NRA. 
I blame them. And, of course, I blame the illegal smuggling of guns that's that's going from state to state. I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. Hold on a minute. Man, let's just hope whoever takes over the mayor mayor's position could actually do something to actually get rid of guns off the street. I know some people might be saying about the Second Amendment and how certain states have to stand. No, yes, yeah, certain states have certain laws that's pretty different, especially Florida with the stand your ground law, which is kind of stupid. And I feel like that has to be changed. And you know, other than that, man, I'm really, I'm really stunned. When this is not shocking at all. This is not new. This has been happening for years and shit. So all I'm saying is, whoever takes over, please have a plan in sight so you can actually solve this this gun violent crisis, because. It's making it hard for people to it's making it hard for people to actually, you know, be outside these days. And yeah, I'd be scared too, out of my fucking mind if, if, if there was a shooting that I'm hearing. And and of course, let's fucking move on from this shit, shall we? Um, okay. We gotta talk about um okay. I've been hearing about this Delta variant so much, so let's talk about what's going on in Australia. So um <clears throat> okay, so Australia is raving about New Zealand's battle against the Delta variant. An article published by news.com dot au titled how new zealand has succeeded against the delta variant praises how new zealand has remained relatively covid free since the pandemics began in march 2020 in quote in new zealand um jacinda ardern had largely managed to keep the virus at bay shutting the nation's border in mid-march last year the prime minister introduced compulsory quarantine for all returnees and instituted a series of strict lockdowns to stamp out existing clusters. The article states. <clears throat> all right. It turns out that against all odds, they may well beat Delta or at least keep it in check with low numbers. After peaking at 83 cases on August 28th, cases have been steadily tracking down with modelers predicting they should hit single digits in the coming weeks. Our sources has been put down to three main reasons that have seen New Zealand's response be significantly more successful than that in Sydney. The first is an unwavering 
political commitment to an elimination strategy from the beginning. Though now there's a plan to transition to a reconnecting strategy. Once we have high 90% vaccine coverage, Professor Michael Baker told news.com.au. The second was official use of the go early, go hard approach. When there is evidence of transmission in the community, he said, this means rapidly moving to the most stringent lockdown level alert level four if ongoing transmission is detected the final reason he said was the very effective public engagement with the elimination strategy and what is required news.com.au isn't the only one to praise our approach. The New York Times described New Zealand as a global standout at fighting the coronavirus. While Tom wrote that few would quarrel with Ardern's handling of the pandemic. And the Washington Post wrote of the New Zealand success story from lockdown to reopening. Auckland is currently in its longest lockdown since New Zealand was placed in level four in March last year. The Ministry of Health announced 24 new community cases of COVID-19 on Sunday, with three of them under investigation and currently unlinked. This has taken the total outbreak to 1,000 50 cases with 688 people recovered, including all 17 in Wellington. Even with cases topping 1,000, New Zealand has managed to get the virus under control through tough restrictions. Delta has been called a game changer, and it is. It means we need to, again, go hard and early to stop the spread. The PM said when announcing the lockdown, we have seen what can happen elsewhere if we fail to get on top of it. We only get one chance. Ardern placed the country into its strictest lockdown, which has seen all shops close except essential services and Kiwis forced to remain in their bubbles. While New Zealand has managed to get Delta under control, the same can't be said for New South Wales, which is now recording over 1,000 cases a day. The Australian state went into a relaxed form of lockdown that didn't stop transmission and saw the virus spread out of control. On Sunday, the state recorded a further 1,083 cases with 13 deaths, which has taken the total cases in the outbreak amounts to over 50,000. This has forced New South Wales to, re- to rely on high vaccination rates as it looks to get back to normal. First of all, what is normal these days, man? 
Man, normal is an illusion. But anyway, I digress. On Sunday, New South Wales had hit 81% first dose vaccinations. Singapore was ready to change strategies from its zero tolerance approach after vaccinating the majority of its eligible population and has been forced to reinstate restrictions as the highly infectious Delta variant spread and cases climbed. Wow. I don't blame New Zealand for doing what they did. At least they're doing, at least they're doing what's right though. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of Delta variants, I actually heard there's another one um, a couple weeks ago as I was um, watching Extra. It's regarding another Delta variant in California, which is crazy. Like, what the hell, man? Like, okay. I'll break. I'll, I'll, I'll get to this right now. So, new variants of the virus have often gone on to supplant previous versions of COVID-19. Some mutations of the virus like the alpha variant and then the delta variant discovered first in the UK and India respectively have been more transmissible than the than the previous iterations of the virus. More than 18 months into the COVID-19 pandemic and the world is used to news of new variants of the virus now, particularly those that have one by one supplanted previous versions of the disease. Some mutations of the virus like the alpha variant and the delta variant discovered first in the UK and India respectively have been more transmissionable than previous iterations of the virus and have gone on to dominate globally. Whenever a new variant of the coronavirus emerges, scientists watch it closely. While the world is still excuse me, contending with the rapid spread of the Delta variant, which is, which has usurped the alpha strain in terms of transmissibility and the potential to cause hospitalizations in unvaccinated people. Um, of course, there's the unvaccinated people in Staten Island, which I will get to next. Um, of course, there's now a new variant that experts are monitoring, the Lambda variant. Here's what we know and don't know about it. What is the Lambda variant or C.37, you ask? As the lineage has been designated, has been spreading rapidly in South America, particularly in Peru, where the earliest documented samples of the virus date from August 2020. However, it was only flagged up to as a, a variant of interest. 
by the World Health Organization on June 14th of this year as cases attributed to the variant had spread noticeably. In its report in mid-June, the WHO reported that Lambda has been associated with substantive rates of community transmission in multiple countries with rising prevalence over time concurrent with increased COVID-19 incidents and that more investigation would be carried out into the variant. Where is it exactly, you ask? The WHO noted in its June 15th report that the Lambda variant had been detected in 29 countries, ter- territories, or area- areas in five WHO regions. Although it has a stronger presence in South America. Golly, damn. <laughs> Authorities in Peru reported that 81% of COVID-19 cases sequenced since April 2021 were associated with Lambda. Argentina reported increasingly prevalence of Lambda since the third week of February 2021. And between two April and 19th of May 2021, the variant accounted for 37% of the COVID-19 cases sequence, the WHO noted. (sighs) Meanwhile, in Chile, the prevalence of Lambda has increased over time, accounting for 32 of sequence cases reported in the last 60 days. The WHO said, adding that it was co-circulating at similar rates to the gamma variant, but was out-competing the alpha variant in the same time period. By June 24th, the Lambda variant has been detected in 26 in 26 countries. According to Public Health England data, this included Chile, Argentina, Peru, Ecuador, Brazil, and Colombia, as well as the U.S., Canada, Germany, Spain, Israel, France, the U.K., and Zimbabwe, among others. Well, the people want to know, um, is it more dangerous? Let's find out. The WHO and other public health bodies are trying to understand how the variant compares with other strains of the virus, including whether it could be more transmissible and more resistant to vaccines. In mid-June, the WHO said Lambda carries a number of mutations with suspected um, phenotypic implications such as a a potential increased transmissibility or possible increased resistance to neutralizing antibodies. Noting 
the specific mutations in the spike protein, some of which have been described as unusual by experts. The WHO said that, in quote, there is currently limited evidence on the full extent of the impact associated with these um, genomic changes, and further studies are needed to better understand the impact on countermeasures against COVID-19 and to control the spread. It's important to note that the Lambda variant is one step below being designated a variant of concern, like the Alpha or Delta mutations. In a news conference last week, the WHO's technical lead on COVID-19, Maria Van Kirkhove, was asked what would need to happen for it to change its definition of the Lambda variant. And she says, in quote, it would become a variant of concern if it has demonstrated pathways of increased transmissibility. If it has increased severity, for example, or if it has some kind of impact on our countermeasures, she said. Okay. So, um, so the people want to know, um, do vaccines work against it? Check this out. Again, more studies are needed about the effect that the Lambda variant has on vaccine efficacy, particularly on vaccines widely available in the West, such as those from Pfizer, Moderna, or Oxford. Um, But questions have been raised in parts of South America over the effectiveness of Chinese vaccines, which have been those deployed prominently in the region as cases linked to the Lambda variant spread and infection rates rise alongside vaccination programs. Brazil, Chile, and Peru all rely heavily on Chinese COVID vaccines, Sinovac or Sinopharm, but vaccination rates defer widely across South America. All right. One study was carried by the University of Chile in Santiago, which looked at healthcare workers who had received two doses of China's coronavirus vaccine suggested that the mutations present in the spike protein of the Lambda variant confer increased infectivity and immune escape from neutralizing antibodies. The study published on July 1st has not yet been peer-reviewed. Chinese vaccines face rising doubts about their efficacy compounded by a lack of data on their protection against the more transmissible Delta variant. Weekly COVID cases adjusted for population have 
your name is elevated in at least six of the world's most um, inoculated countries. And five of those nations rely on vaccines from China. No vaccine currently is seen as 100% effective at preventing COVID-19 infections, although China's vaccine has so far farced worse in clinical trials. Sinovac was seen as 50.4% effective in a Brazilian trial, whose results were published in January. A study in the UAE published last December found the Sinopharm vaccine to be 86% effective. China has defended its vaccines. However, and experts note that countries shouldn't stop using Chinese COVID vaccines, especially amid a lack of supply in low and middle income nations. Hold that thought. All right. All right. Um, All right. Let's go to the. uh, um, All right. Let me go to the thing right here. This is another story that I've been that I actually saw in regards to another crazy story, which is involving anti-vaxxers. And they are, um, of course, um, in Staten Island by a food court. So, so let's get into this, shall we? A group opposed to New York City's vaccine requirement for restaurants and other indoor activities stormed a Staten Island food court over the weekend, refusing to show proof of inoculation before sitting down to eat. Um, okay, video posted on YouTube and Twitter by freelance r- reporter Aaliyah Scootercaster shows the group of about 20 people marched through the Staten Island Mall into its food court Saturday and sit down to eat chanting slogans such as USA and fuck Joe Biden. What? Man, hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay, um, let me read this before I get my thoughts. Everybody go get food and eat. That is what we're here to do. A female protester says during the clips, we're going to meet over there and go into the food court area and sit our butts down and stay as long as we like. The city's vaccine mandate requires New Yorkers who want to dine inside restaurants and malls, work out at a gym, or attend an indoor concert to show proof they've gotten at least one shot, one of their shots. <clears throat> People aren't required to show proof of vaccination or wear masks to enter malls, but they have to show documentation that they've been immunized to get into the malls, food courts, the video shows, the renegade group proceeded 
into the Staten Island Mall's food court area after blowing right past security and signs notifying them to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination. The demonstrators appeared to be allowed to eat in the food court without incident, according to the video, and lead the crowd of fellow diners in charge. And chants of my body, my choice, USA, USA, and the Pledge of Allegiance. <clears throat> no mandate. One woman says to the camera, we're not against the vaccine. We're against the mandate. The city's vaccine mandate dubbed the key to NYC went into effect on September 13th. Staten Island Mall owner-operator Brookfield Properties did not immediately return a request for a comment from the Post on Sunday. All right. <clears throat> okay. Let me just say this, man. And I said this before. This is not about your fundamental rights. This is not about your personal it's not your this is not about your fucking religious shit that people be using and stuff. Like what is like what is your religion got to do with, with caring for other people around you? That's the shit that kind of gets me. Like like I heard like I hear from certain people in certain live streams would actually say that they're trying to get um religious excuse. But, you know, sometimes even if you get a religious excuse and stuff, it's not going to really, it's not going to really come through. Um, <clears throat> and I feel like, like I said before, we cannot have another lockdown for the second time. Because if that happens, there's going to be more unemployment and more people are going to be going to be scrambling to pay bills and everything else and to to be honest the whole mandate makes sense and i may not agree on the anti vaxxers and, and and the anti um mandates and stuff like that but something has to be done like come on We've been, I mean, people have been patient long enough, especially those. Like, why do anti-vaxxers got to ruin the fun for everybody? And that's the shit that really bothers me. You mean to tell me that that you don't care about your family, you your loved ones and stuff like that? Well, guess what? That makes you fucking selfish. Point blank. And I am so sick and tired of how people are just playing victims and stuff. You know what I mean? They're playing the victim blame on the they're playing the victim blame on the scientists. They're playing the victim game of the the government and stuff like that. Come on, man. You guys like you don't want to stay in this pandemic forever, do you? I mean, think about it. It's been a whole year. Everybody had a hard time adjusting 
not being there with a hug, not being there with a kiss and stuff like that. And it's like, look, sometimes we got to do hard things that we're not comfortable doing. And for the most part, I have to agree with certain people. I'm not really down with the idea of of being stuck in in a lockdown for the second time because you know people are fatigued, people are tired of of being stuck in the house all the time. People want to go out. I mean, the economy is not gonna not it's not going to fucking survive a second lockdown. I tell you that much. You know what I mean? And you know what? And as I always say, man, even if you're protecting yourself or whatever, just be careful, please. We cannot afford to have any more fatalities from from this Delta variant and the COVID-19 cases. Because you already have hospitals being overwhelmed with people in hospitals and under ventilators, and this shit is not worth it. All I'm saying is, before I go to this next topic, be mindful. And also, also be sure to be careful and be sure to be safe in all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And with that being being taken care of, let me take a drink before I even go to the next topic. Hold on. Okay, just a minute, guys. We're going to go to Nori now. Finally, finally, we can lighten shit up. So, Nori basically says some outlandish shit about the Wu-Tang Clan. So let's take a look at this, shall we? Okay. So, Nori sparks beefs with Wu-Tang Clan Killer Bees following Drink Champs' diss. The whole premise of Revolt's Drink Champs series is to consume as much alcohol as possible while co-hosts Nori and DJ EFN present interesting topics to their guests who either get, um, who get along with them or keep it mellow. But sometimes things can go left, which is precisely what happened when Nori decided to refer to members of Wu-Tang Clan affiliates, Killer Bees, Shaheen, Sons of Man, and Killer Army as flunkies. And now they got beef. In a recent episode of the popular podcast featuring special guest Mickey Fax, Nori mentioned Ghostface Killer's cousin Shaheen by name, which didn't sit right with him. On Monday, August 23rd, Shaheen shared an Instagram clip of Noriega's comments with the caption, fuck out of here, fuck you talking about, we the true and 
living seven. Um, Shaheem added in the video, niggas get drunk and run their mouth and don't know what you're talking about. I ain't never, I ain't never been nobody's fu funky or non-existent. I am the true and living God. I'm in present time. Nigga, fuck out of here. Flunky nigga. I'm Shaheem, and my albums is better than your albums. Fuck out of here. Go against my killer bees, man. He, he then made it abundantly clear Wu-Tang Clan and all of their affiliates are always going to stick together. Niggas always trying to separate the W like the clan was the only people that put on for the W's, he continued. <clears throat> Sons of Man, Killer Army, Shaheem, Royal, Royal, Royal Fan, Wu Syndicate, we put on to for the W. And speaking to Hip Hop, DX Killer Army member and RZA's younger brother, Knife Prince, echoes Shaheen's sentiments with none of Noriega's albums can compare to any of the Killer Army albums. Challenging any of my Woots and Killer Bees, Breton is like sliding down on a razor into a pool of alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Who are you calling a flunky? Mickey Fax Noriega, who's crazy. The caption reads, watch your mouth when you say my name, pussies. All smoke. <laughs> um, kick your name out your mouth. <laughs> Dick Riders goofies. <laughs> oh, shit. Man. Okay, Nori went too far. And I'm pretty sure he did an apology, right? Let's see. I don't know. Let's see if he um hold on a second. Let's see if he actually apologized. Okay, Nori apologizes to Shaheem. Let's take a look here. Okay. We're going to go to, all right, let's go to complex. Okay. So, after catching heat for his flunkies comment, Noriega says he's reached out to the New York rapper in an effort to clear the air. And the conversation apparently went so well. Nori invited Shy to appear on an episode of his podcast. Um, however, hang on a minute. However, um, it's unclear if Shy will accept the invitation. Just spoke to Shaheen underscore rugged for 10 minutes direct. No middleman, just slime and shy one-on-one. The Drink Champs host tweeted Saturday, all positive energy, grown man shit only. We spoke our piece, and he got his official invite to Drink Champs. Hopefully, he accepts. Okay. 
Um, just a few days after catching flack for referring to some of the Wu Tang Clan affiliates, Shaheem, Sons of Man, and Killer Army as flunkies, Nori addressed the misunderstanding on the latest episode of Drink Champs. We want to clear. We want to be clear. Our show is fun. Our show is about giving flowers. Our show is about showing love. Nori told listeners, every now and then. You know, we might joke a little too much and say something that we weren't, we wasn't supposed to say. But our show is about giving flowers and especially to people who's been there before us and there as we was there and definitely after we were there. We have always been about that. Nori continued by taking blame for the brief controversy that ensued this week, clarifying that he never intended to disrespect Wu-Tang. End quote. Especially to Wu-Tang or any of Wu-Tang affiliates, Nori continued. But for us, using the word, we are extremely wrong. I was extremely wrong. I was the person that used the word, so I'm going to take the blame for that. I'm going to say I'm extremely wrong. Hmm. The sentiment comes after Nori initiated found himself in hot water after using the term to dub some of the Wu-Tang affiliates. It didn't take long for Shaheen Ghostface Killer's cousin to respond. Niggas get drunk and, and run their mouth and don't know what you're talking about. Shaheen said in a video posted to Instagram, I ain't ever been nobody's flunky or non-existent. I am the true li and living God. I in present time, nigga, fuck out of here. Funky nigga, I'm Shaheem, and my albums is better than your albums. Fuck out of here. Go against my killer bees then. Fortunately, it looks like both camps were able to smooth things over before any real beef popped off. Hmm. How about that, man? The beef was squashed like a ham and cheese sandwich waiting to be eaten. Of course, speaking of sandwiches, <laughs> like <a laughs> we got another music news right here, man. Hold on. Hold on a minute, man. So, um, of course, money back, yo. In an article, basically talked about how he's charging seven hundred and fifty for a verse. Um, why you ask? Let's go see. Moneybag Yo is having a great year thanks to his number one album, Against This Pain. Moneybag's project went number one on two different occasions, and it's currently the highest selling hip hop album of twenty twenty one. With all that success comes a significant jump in popularity where everyone wants a piece of the pie. On Sunday, September 5th, Moneybag Yo hits, hit up his Instagram to reveal how much he's charging people who want a guest feature for, from him. In the picture shared on his Instagram story, Moneybag reposted an old conversation another rapper was having with someone from his team asking for his service. 
the rapper asked how much a feature was, and the representative said $750, but lowered it to $550. Damn, how about that? After some negotiation, someone had reposted that conversation with the caption that revealed Moneybag now charges $100,000 for a feature. Um, okay, Moneybag used the clip as a way to reflect on how far he's come, especially with that price tag on features now. I swear, I used to get $750 for a feature now. Look, that's that's a whole nother conversation Moneybag Yo wrote in his caption. In April, the Waukesha rapper told TMZ he's charging a hefty $200,000 per show following the release of against his pain that month he also said his show rate was just 2500 a year ago and be- believed he could get that number up to around $500,000 money bag yo is even catching the attention of some legends in the hip hop industry the CMG rap star recently linked up with Snoop Dogg for an impromptu chill session in the late hours of the night. Footage of the link up was shared online where both men complimented each other for their accomplishments. I got the pleasure of being with the hottest nigga in the game right now, Snoop said before Moneybag returned the compliment and said he's thankful for being able to hang with a legend. And Snoop added, look how he bobbing and popping. Ha! Wow. That was interesting. Um, that was, that was very interesting right here. And I think we got another story right here. No, that's that's about it. Now, hold on. We go to the weekend. All right. So. So the weekend reviews the Dawn era has arrived with Kendrick Lamar meme. Um, top of the morning to Dawn era. Around the same time that Bobby Keane updated his debut album, The Melodic Blue, and three additional tracks, The Weeknd has referenced one of the project's original viral tracks, the Kendrick Lamar assisted Range Brothers. <laughs> right? <laughs> Range Brothers. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Um, the song infamously leaked ahead of the Melodic Blues release, but thanks to Kendrick's quirky top of the morning hook, it lives on as both a meme and a standout track from Bobby Keem's debut. In a recent post to Instagram, The Weeknd shared a clip from American Psycho edited with audio boom from Range Brothers. 
and the lighthearted post also appears to signal the official arrival of Abel Long T's Dawn era. <clears throat> All right. The two-part Instagram post starts with a comic strip that shows a butler opening the curtains as the weekend awakens and reaches for a pair of sunglasses, um, which look just like the ones he wore in the music video for his recent single, Take My Breath. His butler tells him the dawn is here, Master Tez Faye. The second slide shows the aforementioned American Psycho and Kendrick Lamar meme, which features Christian Bale's character walking into his office while listening to Kendrick rap top of the morning over and over. Woo! Okay. Okay. Are you ready to experience everything that... Wow. That's very interesting. That's very, very interesting here. Okay, so let me go over some comments that I see here. After Hours still feels new. Where did the past year go? Damn. <laughs> After Hours, low-key, one of the greatest albums of this generation. Um, This person says, in Unlike Weekend to drop another project so soon, After Hours was, so, was dope, though. Um, trigger. Um, at the Irish still feels new. Where did the past go? Damn. Agreed. Time flies, man. And that album is fire. Um, this person also says it's a weekend album. Of course, it's fire. Even if he makes an album full of throwaway tracks, it's still gonna be fire. Um, and this. Oh, this person says, true LOL, but this album is special and my favorite of his since Kissland and probably has taken the spot as my favorite weekend album. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to go over, Um, let me see. Let's go over. Okay, let's go over the uh, best R&B. I want to go over that, actually. I didn't get a chance to talk about that. So, we're going to go over it. Okay, billboard. Um, all right, just a minute. We're going to go to... Wait, um, of course, you guys, um, I reviewed, like, the best rap songs last episode, in case you didn't know, um, if you haven't listened, um, I suggest you take a look at it, I didn't go over, over it, so, I didn't go with everything, as far as 50, because I didn't have time, so, we're gonna go over, um, um, okay, R&B, let's see, hold on, okay, best R&B songs of the year, okay, let's go, 
Every month, Hip Hop DX puts a spotlight on the tracks that stand out from the overabundance of releases throughout the year, highlighting everything from Billboard chart-friendly singles to essential album cuts. In August, fans received new songs from ABRA and Playboy Cardi, Cleo Soul, Tinashe, Pink Pantherist, <laughs> oh shit, and more. Check back at the beginning of every month for updates, blah, blah. So we're going to go over the best R&B for this year. Let's take a look here. R&B songs for this year. Um, In the Dark by Sway Lee, of course. Um, Contributing writers, David Blake, Trent Clark, Kyle Eustace, Jeremy Heck, Devin Jefferson, Dana Scott, Keir Turner, Ben Brutal Michael um, Sapanara, Anthony Malone, Matthew Ritchie, and Josh um, Vets. In the Dark, Sway Lee featuring Janae Aiko. Um, Promises by Cleo Soul. The beauty of Promises lies in the simplistic um, production from Inflow and the candid songwriting of Cleo Soul. With the album's transitions and productions nearly similar to a studio jam session amongst talented musicians, the standout track from Cleo's newest album bears the soul of the artist through themes of self-love, forgiveness, vulnerability, and accepting one's flaws as fo- focal points of healing. As Soul softly vocalizes to herself in order to adjust to the changes occurring as she evolves as a woman, she finds that through the songs, Unraveling these lies are just her way of protecting herself from the troops she didn't want to face. Now, before I continue with this, for those of you who may or may not know, um, we are live streaming from StreamYard and YouTube, and I'm also live streaming on to 17 Live, which I will discuss in a minute, and I will get to the comments in a second, so just bear with me here. Um, okay. Um, let's see. Where did I leave off? Vulnerability is healing. Okay. As soul softly vocalized lines to herself in order to adjust to the changes occurring as she evolves as a woman, she finds that through the songs unraveling these lies are just her way of protecting herself from truths she didn't want to face. It is this reality that many women in certain early 20s find themselves at a crossroad of what they instantly know from the women in their direct bloodline and what they learn as they heal those generational wounds tied to love and therapeutic um, relief. By the end of the transcendent masterpiece, Soul questions herself questions the abandonment she faced and she realizes that 
love was never the enemy, but the missing piece she needed to heal. Um, the unclouded declaration of self-love and boundaries and promises make it one of the most stunning R&B songs of 2021. Just for me by the Pink Pantress, which I didn't even know she had music. Um, the Pink Pantress <laughs> has never made a bad song. The Angus University student who also moonlights as a bedroom garage artist capable of TikTok virality um, holds a talent that is undeniable. Just for me, is the latest in her run of brief snippet-like tracks that have gripped Gen Z listeners' ears, powered by a delicate string sample loop. Pink Pantherish muses about the ins and outs of an idyllic love. She yearns to the sole subject of her lover's desires as she sings on the hook, in quote, when you wipe your tears, do you wipe them just for me? She utilizes a waving echo effect at the end of every line on the chorus, allowing for each refrain to loop in the brains of everyone that comes into contact with the track. Um, it's the latest example of the never-ending realm of possibilities that exists for Pink Pantress as she continues to drop goodies for her fans. Okay, so Earth, Wind, and Fire, um, of course, um, You Want My Love, featuring Lucky Day. Um, Unlock It by ABRA, featuring Playboy Cardi. Um, ABRA hasn't exactly been quiet since her debut album but she has been choosy she cuts verses um for global pop superstars bad bunny charlie xcx and kept close to awful records what <laughs> awful records this name of the record company are you fucking kidding hold up am i reading this right This record company, this record company is called Awful Records. Oh wow! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man! Collaborators, um, across a handful of features over the past five years, played a teenage Hellraiser in Sam Levinson's Assassination Nation and refined her own sound with a steady drip of SoundCloud Lucy's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not the Lucy's, guys. <laughs> um, Her reunion with former label mate Playboy Cardi on Unlock It is less weird than their solo work. Also, um, innervingly slick. Um, ABRA's verse is brief. The, the merest flash in the pan 
but her songwriting shines through, waltzing around and over the pocket of the beat, stopping and staring like a sailboat gently bobbing over cresting waves. Meanwhile, the sinuous beat, courtesy of Boys Noise, best known for Frank Ocean's DHL, cockily throbs and snaps. Accentuated by chanting voices and a pristine dial tone, um, Unlock It is ABRA show and one of the new features where Playboy Cardi feels like he's being sucked into someone else's orbit rather than the other way around. If um, this is just a taste of things to come, it's easy to envision ABRA sticking out for her refracted take on the intersection of rap, pop, and R&B. She doesn't need any shortcuts. She got the key. Okay, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. Mariah the Scientist. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Using the Isley Brothers, make me say it again, girl, part one and part two, as the basis for the lead single of her sophomore project, Rye Rye World, Aura has become a definitive standout track from the rising Atlanta artists with hypnotic melodies and lyricism centered around narratives of conflicting emotions and toxic relationships throughout the album. She unravels with uncanny vulnerability and honesty. Aura makes use of cinematic and mesmerizing production that allows Mariah's sultry tone to fuel the sentimental storytelling of meeting each other at Bayside for date night, trying her best to forget his braid up and Chanel scent while promising him and listeners she can, excuse me, she can't be what you need, maybe more. Okay. Um, all right, hold on a second, guys. Um, let's go to let's go to this person right here, Brittany Howard here. Um, so she has a song called "Stay High" featuring Chinese Gambino. Remix albums often produce a mixed bag of reworks and retreats. New efforts can either muddy the artistic direction of the original songs or unlock a new lane full of unique elements that elevate the track's quality. Brittany Howard released a fully revamped version of her 2019 solo release. Um, Jamie with a clear standout being the remix of Stay High, which features a performance from Renaissance man Donald Glover. The remix trades in the crescendo of strings and glocken spiel for a more electronic based orchestra of production elements. Instead of Howard's robust and raspy voice, fans get Glover's delicate falsetto singing voice to match the um, production. It works to perfection, creating a dreamlike that tracks 
runs parallel to the original tracks personality and quality all right um okay i'm not gonna go over um, too much of these songs but let's go to oh man okay let's go to jasmine sullivan shall we following her following up her critically acclaimed album um 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 from earlier this year jasmine sullivan released tragic in the final week of june sullivan has found that there's nothing more tragic than time wasted as she recalls a failed relationship boasting her booming voice over masterful bass heavy production from levin Kali. at 34 years old with over a decade of experience working in the music industry, Sullivan knows what she wants. Don't yank her around. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna go over all the R&B songs. You guys are more welcome to actually look at them yourselves at the at the Hip Hop DX website. Um, I'm going to go over the what is this? It's gotta be some um I'm gonna go over the hip hop um songs for this year. So let's do that. Um okay, hip hop songs 2021. All right, we're going to go there now to okay. All right. Um, wait, the playlist. Wait, 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 wait a minute here. I thought I did this one already, though. Oh, rap songs. I forgot to do rap songs. I'm sorry. Wait, hip hop songs. Okay, wait a second. Um, I did this one already. Um, hold on. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, all right, let's do this. Okay. Okay. Let's go to best rap songs. Twenty-one. All right. We're gonna go over the best rap songs. Okay. Um. About DX. Let's see if there's any, um, all right, we're going to basically, all right, here we go. Hip hop, Billboard R&B hip hop rap songs, August 28th, I guess. Okay, here we go. Um, top 50 R&B and hip hop rap songs in the United States as ranked as and compiled by Nielsen Music for the chart, dated August 28th, 2021. Help me grow, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, let's go over this right here. So, these are the list of songs of this year, shall we? We're going to go over this. Uh, Rumors by Lizzo and Cardi B. Industry, Baby, 
Lunas X and Jack Harlow, Peaches, Justin Bieber, Daniel Caesar, and Givian. Leave the door open, Silk Sonnet, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pack. Essence, WizKid, Justin Bieber, and Thames. You write Doja Cat and The Weeknd. Heartbreak Anniversary, Givian. Every Chance I Get, DJ Khaled, Lil Baby, and Lil Dirk. Late at Night, Roddy Rich, um, Thought Shit, Megan Thee Stallion, Rastar Polo G, Skate, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pack, Wakasha, Money Bag Yo, Whole Lot of Money, Beard, Nigga Minaj, 2055, Sleepy Hollow, Motley Crue, Post Malone, Once and Needs, Drake, Little Baby, Wildside, Nomani, Cardi B, Ain't Shit, Doja Cat, Woman, Doja Cat, Tombstone, Rod Wave, um, um, Capella Gray, we got Come Through, Her, Chris Brown, Get Into It, Doja Cat, Mind of Melvin, YNW, Melly, Lil Uzi Vert, Baddest, Young Blue, Chris Brown, and Two Chains. And of course, the list goes on. We have the dropouts. Um, we have well, astronaut in the ocean, mass wolf calling my phone, little TJ, um, um, MPND, Nas, Eminem, and APND, lose. KC and Little Wayne, Rare, Nas, Nobody, Nas, Miss Lauren Hill, Senseless, Kodak Black. Okay, there's a whole bunch of list of whole bunch of list of all the songs that came out this year under R&B and hip hop rap songs in the hiphopminute.com website. Um, you guys are more welcome to actually look through it. Um. And basically, um, I am going to actually wrap this show up. All right. Okay. So that was episode 67. Um, comma. Um now, if you like what you heard, even though some people may not um like the uh the idea of of what I've been doing lately and stuff like that but at the same time you got to understand I'm human I am not trying to be a perfectionist as a host I ain't trying to do what I can to make a, not only make a career out of it but make it fun you're supposed to have fun with your podcast you're not supposed to be perfect you get what I'm saying I'm just, I'm just like trying to really, really, really try to um get better at this. The more I record content, the more I am going to actually try to get more and more listeners and more views. It don't matter who watches this this stuff. 
And I guarantee those who didn't watch are a bunch of haters anyway. And it makes me sick to my stomach that I have to actually hear from certain people. And I'm not going to say any names on here. It's a shame that I have to that I have to deal with a bunch of um that I have to deal with a bunch of with a bunch of um haters who who don't like the idea of what I'm doing as far as me reading the tablet of articles and stuff like that. But it helps me. It helps me more because like I said in the beginning, I have a learning disability where I can't remember every single information right off the back. And this is like peer pressure and a lot of stress on me. So I didn't want to get a nervous breakdown. I hope you guys are able to understand me. I hope you do. Listen, let's get to the cash app, shall we? So the cash app is Dallasan um, G Money Stacks. That's Dallasan Capital G. Lowercase M O N E Y, capital S, lowercase T A C K Z, five fifty five. Now I ask you to break the bank. This is about what, whatever amount you donate, uh, will be appreciated. It's about doing your best. And listen, you want to know about me? All you got to do is follow the show Um, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram alongside with two shows, which is Excellent Vibrant. No, excuse me. Excellent Fun Vibrant podcast, the sports edition show and and Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, of course, on Instagram as well. And also you can follow me on my Instagram primary handle, which is GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And also follow me on 17Live at GMoneyStacks, Queens, New York. That's 17Live at GMoneyStacks, Queens, New York. If you go to the link in the bio, you're going to see GMoneyStacks on 17Live. Doing live streams on there. Um... Yeah, I'm actually getting the hang of this whole live streaming on 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 17 Live. Um, I will do a future episode regarding the changes. Um and I will actually get to the reasons why it went through a process of changes. So without further ado, we are going to go to the Streaming platforms on the go. Let's do this. All right. Okay. Now, stream platforms on the go. So check this out. You can listen to the episodes by downloading these apps. If you don't have these apps, don't worry. Um, the links is going to be in the link in the bio where it says Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555. Of course, you're going to go to the website on there. 
you could do that with your you could do that with your phones you could do that with your okay you could do that with your iPhones you could do that with your Androids you could do that with your iPads your, your Android tablets and of course your computers as well by going to these links right here which is Podorama Anchor Audacity Spotify Audio Burst Deezer TuneIn Plus Alexa Player FM, Podchaser, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Attic, Breaker, List Notes, um, Castbox FM. You can go to Podbay, Podfriend. Be sure to go to Podfriend and Podchaser to leave a five star rating. Even though you don't have too much to say on there, it helps. So, let's keep going. We're on Reason FM. We are on Amazon Music. And don't forget to listen to Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York podcast on Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. And last but not least, the YouTube. I want you guys to go grab the subscribe button by enabling alerts by going to the notification bell. Be sure to be sure to leave a like and a comment. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes and be sure to stay tuned for when the show goes in the air via live stream. As a reminder of when it goes on the air, depending on the day. And for previous episodes that was recorded, will be automatically uploaded to the YouTube channel page, alongside with sharing the videos. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Of course, there's going to be more video content. And, of course, spread the word. Be sure to download the episodes that's your favorite be sure to share the podcast alongside with your friends along with audio streaming platforms that i just discussed all right so listen like i always say be sure to reach out to your loved ones especially your your wife your husbands your your boyfriends your your girlfriends, your friends and stuff. Um as far as how they're doing mentally, physically, and spiritually, which is also a mental health check-in. All right. Um <clears throat> so listen. Um whatever topic I didn't get a chance to talk about, I will discuss that in the next episode. So don't worry about that. Um, so that person could be fine on the outside, but on the inside, that person is going through something, whether it's something traumatic, something, um, horrible, nightmarish. There is no good time to reach out to, to anybody. You can't put a time frame on where you're going to reach out to somebody. It's about taking a risk. You take a risk, you get rewards. And if that and if 
And if you reach out to a person, of course, that person will appreciate you. You know what I mean? And that's what I've been learning. And, and of course, you can tell what's wrong by sensing it. It's not about common sense, folks. It's about your instincts, your your um your gut feeling, and of course the logic. Also, like I always say at the end of the show, if you have a dream of being a podcaster like I'm doing right now, and if you want to create one, let me just say this though. Don't let anybody stop you from doing what you love to do. Because at the end of the day, you're the one that's creating the show. Not not the people in corporations or any other places whatsoever. And this is a lesson I have to learn too. And and I always say this too. Look, podcasting is not about pleasing people in your audiences, the viewers, and the listeners, okay? It's not about that. People get caught up in that, and, and of course, it creates a lot of stress. You know what I mean? And I feel like it creates a lot of peer pressure into, you know, making everybody happy. And now, you know I can't make everybody happy. There's certain people who's not happy about it, and there's other people that will. Because at the end of the day, I'm fucking human. You know what I'm saying? And so what if I butcher on a few words? I'm not trying to be perfect. This is about different perspectives of opinions and different perspectives of certain information of course facts all right i just want to say this before i even close this show because because this has been bothering me for quite some time but i'm going to end up turning the page on this one right now as we close man so listen don't worry about pleasing everybody depending on what career field you're doing. No matter what you do, of course, there's going to be some, there's going to be some true friends out there that'll be there with moral support. We're not talking about financial support. We're talking moral support. And, and you know how you could be let me explain this whole thing with being successful for a second here. The idea that we have to be surrounded by um, guidelines or or particular particular rules on how to be successful and stuff like that, sometimes people get caught up in the ideology of, you know, being pigeonholed to being like, like, you know, being one thing. And I, as I previously said before, I do not, I didn't start this podcast shows and the others to be famous or to be on some 
on the TV management or any other type of shit whatsoever. Because, number one, I love the independent route. I like being independent. Why? Because I own my shit. Nobody else is going to own my shit but me. I started this shit, and I'm going to finish it. Point blank. And that's my stance on this shit. I don't need a bunch of yes men to, to, you know, hold me back to tell me what I can or can't say. Because if you really think about it, you, if you're underground, you don't got to worry about catching backlashes or any other type of um ridiculousness whatsoever. Because people like that use people's past mistakes to to put shame on people like me. Like, nobody, no matter what you do, no matter what you do with your career and what anybody tells you in a negative way or whatever, you just got to turn the page on them. You know what I'm saying? As someone told me, there's some people that's just there for the moment. And it hit me. So, the way you can be successful is by action. And showing that you can be successful it's letting things speak for itself. Picture success as a whole dessert of pound cake. And what do you do with, with the whole pound cake? You eat it like this. And listen, man. I hope you guys learned and was able to hear me out on some things that kind of got me thinking. And I hope you guys continue to listen to this show off the Meat Rat Chains New York as it approaches a one-year anniversary. I'm still contemplating on what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to say what it is right now. But you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens, man. Listen, thank you very much to every single listener, to everyone out there that's been listening. And of course, I did check Anchor, we do have a 1k already. So, before I even go, let me go to the comments in 17 live stream right now. All right. Okay. Um, we have we have um Gracie Love. Hi. Thank you for the like. Um, of course, before I even do that, I actually want to actually make sure that I actually take care of these pokes. 
Sorry about that. Um, and who else came in? Um, of course, yes. There's only one person, all right. And this person, um, Splish Star. Hi, thank you very much for joining the live stream. And of course, yeah. Okay. Now that I got that out the way, like I said, man, thank you very much for listening to the show. And, and of course, I hope you learned some stuff today. And there will be more episodes to come. And be sure to be careful out there, especially with the Delta variants. Especially with um, people that's unvaccinated. If you are around people that's unvaccinated, be sure to actually, you know, be physically distanced from them. Also, be sure you mask up. Be sure to have your water, your Gatorade for electrolytes, for energy. And, And I will see you next time in the next episode. And and take care of yourselves. I love every single one of you that actually got a chance to listen. And it really means a lot to me. Even though I'm doing this solo, I know I'm going to make it. So can you. So, peace and one love. And have a good night. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. And Y P O D C A S T, alongside with my primary Instagram handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to click the subscribe button 
grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services includes Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.